FisherCast, the Six Feet Under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers, Moira, Des, and Delirio. Hooray! We're all here uh, talking about the episode Ecotone, which is how you pronounce it, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say that uh, this week uh, we had a miniseries on A&E starring Lauren Ambrose called Coma. Mm-hmm. So, uh, she must have had some deja vu, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have yet to watch it because I haven't heard anything good. <laughs> so. I watched part one. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. She was adorable, of course. Of course. So, uh, okay, we're all excited to get into the episode. I guess I'll just continue on with the Darwin Awards. Go for it. Wild Animal Lesson. This is from 1999 in Singapore. A bus full of excited children can drive anyone to the brink of madness. Perhaps the actions of one bus driver can be explained by his proximity to a herd of shrieking kids. Uh, Zoo, XU, uh, 41, was one of the... That's actually pronounced Shu. Oh, Shu. Sorry. (laughs) Shu, 41, was one of... You you destroyed my zoos at the zoo joke. Anyway, moving on. Shu... 41, was one of the 13 tour drivers hired to escort a school tour through the Shanghai World Animals Park. His bus unexpectedly broke down as the convoy passed through a fenced tiger enclosure. You can imagine the hubbub this would cause amongst a group of students on a wild animal adventure. Needless to say, the park rules clearly forbid leaving the safety of the vehicle, but instead of waiting inside, besieged by a clamor of children, he climbed out of the bus and began to reattach the tow rope. A park manager witnessed the deadly incident. The children watched in horror while tigers savagely attacked their driver. Their screams summoned a nearby trainer who drove the tigers from their victim, but it was too late to save Shu from the deadly effects of bites to his neck. Um, As consolation prize, his death proved a memorable example to the children of the danger of stupidity in action. Poor kids. (laughs) You gotta learn these lessons somehow, Des. Yep. Yeah, but... uh, That'd be pretty traumatic. (laughs) Oh, come on. Life life is cheap there. (laughs) Man. Yeah, they'll make more bus drivers. Well, it is! (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making this up. (laughs) Okay, okay. Alright, let's take a break and hear from our friends at Geek Girl Soup, the M-City podcast. Let's go back to Oz. Not the place at the end of the Yellow Brick Road, the Oswald State Correctional Facility. Join Susan, Amelia, and Chris as they watch the groundbreaking HBO original series, Oz. Whether this is your first time through or you've seen it all before, listen to the trio from Geek Girl Soup talk through their journey inside the glass walls of Cell Block 5, also known as M-City. Geek Girl Soup presents the M-City podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. And we're back. So check them out. And now on to open casket viewing. Moira? All right. We are looking at Season 5, Episode 9, Ecotone. David and Keith get comfortable with their new family life. Claire is shocked to discover she and Ted share a passion for politics. Ruth finds empowerment in the woods. (laughs) Maggie is forced to make a series of awkward calls. Rico finally gets, in quotes, Vanessa. And Brenda faces several truths at once, and Nate brings the family together against their will. 
Written by Nancy Oliver and directed by Daniel Minahan. Against. <laughs> Call Rico Gets, because Rico gets. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, another writer is doing their final episode of Six Feet Under. That's Nancy Oliver, who is an old college friend of Alan Ball. She did episodes such as Coming and Going, Untitled, and Hold My Hand. She, after this, went on to write the Ryan Gosling movie Lars and the Real Girl, as well as Write for True Blood. And we have the commentary with the director for this episode on the DVD by director Daniel Minahan, which I almost uh, uh, decided to just take his track out, isolate it, and uh, have him narrate this episode, because that's pretty much what he does throughout the commentary. There are a couple of fun facts, but that's about it. <laughs> Rest of it's like, all right, so here's where the uh, hiker's coming through the woods. And, oh, a cougar. Um, <laughs> Fucking cougars. <laughs> this is his so second dangerous. episode he's directed this season. He directed uh, Eat a Beach. So, uh, yeah. Um, this hiker getting attacked by a cougar, what'd you guys think? Well, it actually <laughs> made me jump when he got attacked. It really did. I went, ah! It was awesome. <laughs> Good. It was great. It, it was... was short and sweet. I hate the long, drawn-out deaths of the week. <laughs> yes. But it was entirely unnecessary, and you know, and I thought that not only because of what happens at the end of the episode, but also throughout the episode, it never really came up except for once when Rico mentioned it. So it was just completely unnecessary. I disagree. Yeah, I wait till we get further. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. this uh, cougar being filmed is was actually, of course, munching on a dummy. Uh, and they had to evacuate all the women off the set because apparently the cougar likes women, <laughs> like, more. <laughs> like, we'll target them. Is there a menstruation joke in there somewhere I should smell. stay away from? It's the smell of the women. Yeah. You should always stay away from menstruation jokes. <laughs> all right. There's a cougar joke in there too, some, somewhere. Yes. There's a, there's a Canadian cougar joke in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was sort of hoping we wouldn't go there. <laughs> I don't think there was a cougar. I think that was actually a mountain lion. It's the same. They're the same. They called it a cougar. I don't know. I looked it up. Mountain lions, cougars, and pumas. All the same thing. Different names, same animal. Oh, cool. Because I said mountain lion too, and they said cougar in the episode, and I looked it up to see if they were different, and they're not. Thank you. Fun fact. Nice. <laughs> I disagree. Well, look it up. No, I mean it's not a fun fact. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Fact. Okay. Is that better? Is that more aptly named? Yes. Okay. Listen, we're at, towards the end of the of the series, and Des has finally started to try doing stuff, you know, for the show. <laughs> Research. What's that I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong thinking it was a mountain lion when they're saying cougar, and I was not wrong. <laughs> um. So yes, we are picking up from where the cliffhanger left off. Nate being loaded into the ambulance, and Maggie is very frantic. Um. And this was a shot in the middle of the night. And because of that, uh, they ended up drawing police and news helicopters when they were show- shooting this. So, good job. Uh, <laughs> so she gets into her car, and the phone rings in Nate's coat, and it's Brenda's, and she ignores it. Instead, she calls David. Um, tells David, meet me at St. Bridget's Hospital, and asks him to call Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
saying you do that throughout the episode. <laughs> sure. I, 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 I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. You were just in my ear. <laughs> really deep. Wait a second. Ooh, <laughs> what? Oh, man, that's what she said. <laughs> really, your voice is Wait, deep. that was me and I have an incredibly tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, okay. Never mind. So, uh, David calls um, Brenda on the phone and tells her the news, but doesn't tell her the whole story, even though well, she's asked. No. Okay. But he doesn't even say, like, I, who told him. I think him. he suspects because he was very cagey. Yeah. Oh, you're right, Robin, because she said, who, who called you? Why didn't they call me? <laughs> I really right. have to call he my mother. Really and he to doesn't that. call his mother <laughs> as he's running out of the room. <clears throat> Yes. Um, so Claire and Ted on a date. <laughs> oh God, here we go. <laughs> I kind of liked Ted. Okay. <laughs> oh, such a douche. I I know he's kind of douchey in his political views, but other than that, he's not that horrible of a guy that I thought he might he be. He says freedom isn't free. <laughs> Should just fuck off and die. <laughs> So this, uh, in, in the production notes for this restaurant scene, they had the note saying, um, make sure it's a restaurant where Nancy Reagan would eat. And they liked it so much they turned it to one of uh, Claire's lines here. So, yes. Uh, in the next scene, we're at the hospital, which, according to the director, was the last one in L.A. that wasn't having anything shoot in it, <laughs> movie or TV-wise. Something the patient and try to get in. And I'm sorry, we're filming a movie here. Can you go to the other hospital across <laughs> town? And uh, Maggie struggles to fill out the forms. And we're back with... Uh, she can't read. <laughs> Are you making a derogatory comment on Quakers? No. <laughs> it was a derogatory comment on Maggie. <laughs> My note just says Maggie is a mess. Yeah. Yes, she is. Yeah. Human puddle. Not good in an emergency. Now we know. So, yeah, Claire and Ted are arguing back and forth more and more, and then all of a sudden the phone rings, and Claire gets the news that her brother is in the hospital. So, back at the hospital, the doctor talks to David and Maggie, trying to find out some history of Nate. Um, was there any physical stress? <laughs> <laughs> there was... There was- <laughs> I just love that we were talking about this last week. <laughs> yes, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Super awkward scene. And then um, Brenda storms in. And Maggie can't even look at her <laughs> for a moment there. Um, but uh, yeah, Maggie says that Nate was at her house when he collapsed. And Brenda says... That was two hours ago. Two hours ago. Yay. Oh. We knew that Brenda would clue into the time frame. She should have said he was late. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, get into the, um, the first Nate dream, which is what would happen if he didn't collapse. And uh, yeah, that he's just like, Talking to Maggie, saying they don't want to hurt anybody. They really like each other. See what happens. Too late. Mm. Um, I don't understand his uh, attraction to Maggie at all. She's, her butt. She's so lame. 
Yes, she is. So like she's. I think she is the. It's what he says. She's sort of the anti Brenda. She's. She is peaceful and calm and serene and supportive, and she's not really demanding anything of him. I think that's what it is. Reads yeah, but that's for now. I mean, you know, he always wants what he can't have. So, yeah, that's uh, Nate's first dream, and we see him being rushed to radiology for a CAT scan. And uh, then Claire and Ted arrive. Maggie tries to be helpful with the info while Brenda frowns. <laughs> and uh, Maggie, uh, the whole episode, I kept saying, you should leave now, Maggie. You should leave now, Maggie. You should leave reading, now, Maggie. You're reading my mind because I'm looking down at my notes and underlined are the, is yeah. the phrase, Maggie should leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yes. what I wrote too. Yes, yes, yes. She cares too much but, about him. <laughs> yeah, well, she shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Maggie tells Ted that she's the stepsister, sort of, or was. Which makes it sound gross. (laughs) And yeah, Claire voices everybody's thoughts. Why is she here? (laughs) Later. Um, all right. On Temptation Island here. (laughs) Campfire with Hiram and Ruth. Hiram wants Ruth's sexual spirit. Ugh, gross. <laughs> oh, Hiram. <laughs> um, Ruth is starting to say, I, you know, I really want to see things clearly before you know I rush into anything. She's such a tease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Hiram's like, all you need is this. Plants one on her. Starts feeling oh. her up again, and we... Cut to a neurosurgeon coming out and saying that there was a hemorrhage, could have caused damage, and uh, Nate's going into surgery. And Moira's like, man, I'm at friggin' work again. (laughs) (laughs) He's sort of relaxed on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So We kind of called this, didn't we? We said that's what... what Yeah, probably the avium. Mm -hmm. Or the sex was that good. No, no one thought that, Robin. <laughs> um, oh, baby, I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> so worst dirty talk ever. <laughs> That's up no, there with. Baby. Are those the panties your mommy laid out for you? <laughs> so uh, we get our first doctor screw up, where the doctor screws up and calls Maggie Mrs. Fisher. and another doctor who is actually being played by matthew st patrick stand-in um brings them to the surgical waiting room um back at the diaz's we need to at least check in once with them right (laughs) no (laughs) vanessa's a mess yes maybe she just had sex with nate Anyway, uh, so yeah, it looks like they've been arguing again, and Rico's wondering what the heck's going on, and you know, Vanessa says she loves him, and she can't stop, and that's why she treats him like shit. So. Yeah, and you know, my note for that section <laughs> says, um, oh, look at the fabric on the pillow. I recognize that fabric. That was everywhere in the 90s. 
<laughs> That's how much I was caring about the conversation. I understand what she's saying, though. She doesn't want to be that weak woman who takes back the man who treated her, you know, badly and cheated on her. But Well, no. and actually, all kidding aside, it's sort of nice to hear her say that because at one point she was much more um, kind of kick-ass. So mm. at least yeah. you see inner struggle, right? Yeah. Right. <sighs> I, I probably agree, uh, Illyrio. It's like we kind of thought we had a little bit of a resolution last time with the whole spaghetti yeah. scene and let's go on a date and now yeah. we're back into it again. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. my my stress side was actually because I don't want to see Rico wearing a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, because you know he looks twelve. Uh, he um you know in the scene like at towards the end of the scene where he kind of you know looks at her with concern and and goes to hug her and everything i realized that i forgot what a good looking guy what's his name is freddy rodriguez is because rico's such a douchebag <laughs> i don't find him attractive but i was like oh he is a good looking guy <laughs> That's so weird you say that, because, oh, my God, I was sort of thinking the same thing. Maybe it's it's the lighting in that scene or something that he suddenly looks almost decent. I think it's the low camera angle. You forget he's an imp. (laughs) It was the look on his face, too. Yeah, it was the look on his face. He looked pained, and I like damaged men. So, you know, (laughs) men who are feeling pain. So, yeah, he was just good looking. All right, Freddie, if you're listening, that's the best you're going to get. I'm sorry. I think that's probably about it. Yeah, for this show. Good luck. If we watch him in something else, it'll be a different story. Was he ever in anything else? Yeah, he was in... Um, Planet Terror. The, uh, yeah, Planet Terror. and he, I think he looked what? good in that, if I remember not, correctly. It's the Robert it's Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah, sorry. Quentin Tarantino slash Robert Rodriguez double feature with Death Proof and Grindhouse. Planet Terror. I've seen Death Proof. That's it. Anyway. It was, yeah. <laughs> That's the one with the booby-trapped car, right? Yes. Yeah, that was really good. Booby traps. <laughs> um, so David is still trying to reach Ruth on the phone. And Claire starts to worry that something might have happened to her, too. And mm. Maggie goes to leave, but Brenda says, no, 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 <laughs> no. You don't get to leave, ho bag. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. What were you I guys like doing? Nothing. Talking? Did he have his phone on? I called 20 times. Must have been a great conversation. <laughs> were you talking about his da- daughter and his pregnant wife? <laughs> I wish when um, Brenda asked her whether he had any symptoms or anything funny... I wish he'd then said, yeah, he complained his arm was numb. Why couldn't you have at least coughed yeah. up the one true piece of information? I agree. That was annoying. Yes. I, I said the same thing. And uh, Claire urges Ted to leave, but he won't leave her side. Also, Hiram won't leave Ruth alone. <laughs> it's coming on a bit strong in the tents. Oh, he's, oh my God. His sexual advances are so clumsy and horrid. He's like a teenage boy that's never groped anyone before. It's just uh, 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 so anti-unsexy. Yuck. Yes, that was not very sexy, Hiram. No. Ooh. Ed Begley Jr. He probably makes wet, slobbery kisses, too. Like, ooh, 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 ooh. Ed Begley yeah. Jr. had to actually be directed in this scene because he didn't know 
what to do, what was going too far, or whatever, and the director told him to pretend he was an octopus. <laughs> so that's what he did. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing it wrong all this time. <laughs> I put a link in the uh, Facebook group with a picture from um, from uh, Planet Terror of Freddy Rodriguez. Did you guys see my picture in the Facebook group? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I did not. I will go peek. You better go peek. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I've never seen Sean, but I get it. I get the reference. Troncast. Troncast, baby. <laughs> so David talks to Brenda by the vending machine. She's having a hard time getting a candy bar out of it, and David goes to help her. Their fingers touch, and they realize they know each other from a different life, and that's when they start to cry. And kiss. <laughs> In the wrong show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Awesome. I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember this. And then I had to Just seeing if you were paying attention. Guys, <laughs> um, you didn't tell me it's Freddie Rodriguez and Saeed. Oh, yeah, I just, I forgot until I looked at the picture and then I saw. Wow. It also has, like, one of the the greatest, like, um, leg shotguns ever. Can I just say, Nivine Andrews will always be Kip from the English patient to me. <laughs> Mostly because he got to have sex with Juliette Binoche. I, I don't think, you know what? I don't think I even realized that was him. I've never seen the English patient. The English patient cast. Oh. <laughs> it's a perfect example of how cheating on someone kills you. <laughs> well, now I don't have to watch it. <laughs> So, yeah, this is a very rare David Brenda scene, and apparently the actors involved savored it. They were very happy to work with each other for one scene together. Uh, we get this the information that Brenda is having a girl, well, at least David does, and, but we find out that um, the only name they could agree on was the name Willa. Is that heard- what they said? I thought I heard yeah. Willa. No, Willa with an A. I thought I heard Rella. Said the man named Lirio. <laughs> I know Robin doesn't mind the name Willow so much. <laughs> I like Willow better. Well, yeah. Bored now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Bre- <laughs> Brenda uh, admires that David and Keith adopted, and David starts calling himself a lioness with cubs. Basically, he's protective of them, but some days wants to oh. kill them. <laughs> Welcome Just- to parenthood. So Ruth is sitting by the campfire alone while Hiram has some alone time. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Back at the hospital, the neurosurgeon checks in with the family um, and says there was a new AVM and it ruptured and they got it to stop bleeding. Um, but unfortunately, his heart rate and breathing were messed up and now he's in a coma. And uh, he might have some long-term effects, loss of movement, sight, speech, memory. Were you guys thinking wheelchair after this? No. No. I was thinking, why isn't he back in 1973 with Gene Hunt? Mm. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Any actual real thoughts? <laughs> nope. I thought he might. I, I thought he might be laid up for a few episodes. Yep. Yeah, that as well. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, or fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he would survive until the freaking season finale, damn it. Um, so Claire breaks down crying 
And Maggie stays optimistic and says, hey, he's alive. That's something. Shut up, Maggie. Barrett lady should be quiet. (laughs) She's the worst. So we go into Nate's second dream, and it's a talk with Brenda about, you know, sleeping with Maggie. And Nate says, we have to face the truth. We don't fit. And at 40, you can see that there could be a peace between a man and a woman. And Brenda says, what kind of man betrays his pregnant wife and leaves her? Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose the purpose of these dream sequences is for us to understand where, you know, before Des, when you were saying um, a couple episodes ago, Nate's standing there and he's making his decision. I guess this is letting us know what his decision was. Yeah. Although I don't think he had made it completely until he slept with Maggie. Well, you got to test it out. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Sure. But... I think that, I, I don't know, Nate, Nate makes the dumbest decisions when he's unconscious. I mean, he chose Lisa when he was unconscious. Now he chose Maggie. I mean, okay, maybe he shouldn't be with Brenda, but that doesn't mean he should be with Maggie. You know, not everybody can take a strong, independent-minded woman. That, well, you know, that's he. <laughs> that's what he wanted after Lisa. You know, he goes like back and forth. I bet he would be with Maggie and she's like all weak and timid and everything and then he'd want Nate, somebody like Brenda. You know? He's a Mormon. <laughs> he needs That's models. what it is. He needs many ones. Wives. Okay, so um Nate wakes up from the coma with Brenda sitting by him and uh he remembers her. He's got a little loss of movement of his arm and his leg. Um we find out that Margaret is babysitting Maya. I was wondering where Maya was. I forgot about Uh, Margaret. Can I say that Nate, even on his eventual deathbed, is a complete and utter asshole to his wife because all he can do is judge her decision to leave his daughter with her mom. Well, have you met Margaret? I don't think I would leave my child with her. What other options did Brenda have? What other options? I know, she but really, it was a humorous moment. It wasn't like, what's wrong with you? I mean, he does. He this is not his. I mean, let's not let's give him a little credit. They had a little kind yeah. of like, oh yeah, my mom's crazy moment, you know? Uh, yeah, okay. I don't think he was judging her or being pissed off. I think it was more of a oh lord kind of moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Chuck is escaping from his bed. Back here, Chuck. Um, Chuck's a good roommate for the hospital (laughs) He puts up with your annoying You know, child relatives He's pleasant and friendly uh, When I was in the hospital overnight Around New Year's last year My my roommate, all he did was fart and have diarrhea So I would have preferred Chuck (laughs) Uh, Chuck had a bigger storyline in this episode Uh, It had several more lines But they had to cut it out So He's, he has a lot more background work. Um, so in the next scene, Hiram feels rejected and humiliated because she led him yeah. on. You know, she did that <laughs> dirty little slut. Although she she could have <laughs> given him oral or a hand job. I mean, he has needs, right? <laughs> yes, but she she was right. A woman does have to be in the mood for that, or it's just not good for the guy. Trust me. <laughs> To me, it's like she said she was on a rock. I mean, <laughs> I get, yeah, he just was not hearing anything. Most inattentive no. lover ever. Guy thinks he's Whoa. Antonio Banderas. 
She God. she walked into the hairdresser place and pretty much came on to him and then brought him back to the house and came on to him. So all he had on his mind was sex, 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 sex. No, they did and it. And he wasn't. They did it that well, night yeah, and then but, the next morning. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Didn't they, yeah. didn't they have wine and go upstairs and have some sex? Yeah. But he wanted more because he's like, oh, I forgot how good Ruth is in the sack because she's wild. She's a, she's a la- lady in the street, oh. but a freak in the bed. So, oh, the you creamy, know. milk white skin. <laughs> wow, wow. Oh, man. It's just uh. freckles everywhere. <laughs> so, um, Hiram gets his wood thrown back at him when uh, she says that <laughs> his needs aren't her responsibility. This isn't about you. <laughs> Go give yourself a hand job. Yes, that was funny. Yes. Um. So she storms off. We go back to the hospital, and the doctor tells D- the doctor yes. is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Moira, aren't you supposed to do all that research before you talk to people? Indeed, you are, Lirio. Because especially in the ICU or the neuro step down unit, you do not walk in there unprepared like that. That is such bad form. Oh, welcome to American doctoring, where half the times the doctor is looking at your chart as she's walking in the room, saying, "Okay, what do we have here? Let me check." I believe that tisk, there are tisk. horrible people everywhere, and people that are horrible at their jobs. Any American doctors listening? I'm sorry. Both for this comment and for listening. Doctors make more money than you'll ever see in your lifetime in a year. No offense. (laughs) And they don't need you to apologize for us. No. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, In more more cases than I care to admit, (laughs) just what the doctors are like here. Okay. Don't be a tulip man. Uh, I just want to be. I just. I just. I just want. I believe in love. I can't stress this enough. I just want to, be, I've, you know, you can't argue with me anymore. I am completely peaceful, and I've made my decision. Wait, no. Oh, uh, anyway. God, Nate, shut up. <laughs> All we are saying. Anyway, uh, so yeah, physical therapy can start in a week or two. Everything is all right. You guys convinced at this point? I, I. T- Totally was. I was because if he had not have woken up, then that would have been something else, you know, if he had been in the coma the whole episode. But once he woke up and, you know, seemed to be doing okay, I was completely convinced that the worst was over. Wow. I was thinking, (laughs) man, people are naive. I'm thinking you wake up and you've got complete unilateral right sided paralysis. Let's not be assuming all of that's going to get better real quick. Well, I didn't. I wasn't sure if that was going to be temporary or permanent. But I meant, I thought he was out of the woods, like life or death situation. Oh, yes, no, no, yes, I agree. But I just, I'm just sort of saying that they, they just all seem so casual. But oh yeah, you have a little rehab, you'll be fine. I'm like, what? <laughs> maybe, maybe he wasn't. I mean, maybe it wasn't such a really bad. Brain hemorrhage? Opinion? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. But I agree. I didn't think he was going to die. So they fooled us, the bastards. So everybody yeah. leaves but uh, Brenda, and they don't really know what to say to each other, so she ends up leaving to get Maya. And then we have the shooting gallery scene. 
Yes. Now, here is where, okay, here is where the opening scene of the death of the week comes into play. Yeah. Because for me, every time I see Ruth wandering off those canyon type places yeah. by herself, I kept expecting a cougar the to cougar jump out of her and die. I honestly did. I did too, and it never happened. That's why I said, you know, we did I don't know, because there was so much other tension and stress and everything that I felt it was kind of unnecessary. Well, I was wondering if the whole thing was a giant, um, what's the word I'm looking Fake for? Out. Yeah. Like they were going to yeah, pull off yeah. Ruth and not Nate? Yeah, it's like, like a death of the week yeah. where you think it's going to be one person and then boom, Ruth dies. I kept expecting her to die. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the exact same thing through most of the episode. Hmm. Yeah, and you know they actually shot um, Ruth's walking along the trail in the same place where they shot the cougar stuff. So it, they really wanted to make you worry a little bit, you know. Even though it doesn't last very long, you know, because it gets lighthearted with the shooting gallery and it gets yes. lighthearted with the yes. uh, group she stumbles upon. Clearly, I'm easily manipulated because it worked on me. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> Bree was doing the same thing. She's like, "Oh my gosh, she's alone and <laughs> the cougars out there." She's like, "Is yeah, Ruth gonna get Yeah, killed? yeah. They're not going to kill Ruth. Come on. I didn't, I didn't think they would kill her off, but, you know, maybe she would see the cougar stalking her and then someone would come to her rescue or something. We need someone to be the insane moral compass of the show. Well, they even planted the idea in our head by having uh, Lauren Ambrose worry about her well-being. This is true. Bastards. Well, I figured they wouldn't both give Nate a stroke and kill off Ruth in the same episode, though, because that's a lot of give me a break coincidences, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, Fisher is next. <laughs> but I don't want to skip past the scene here. What you guys no, think about too- all these people popping up again? It's hilarious. Oh, it's awesome. That's great. Old home week. Ruthie. <laughs> I love Nikolai so much. And he's still on his crutches in the scene. <laughs> Poor Nikolai. Uh, and Arthur. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to nuzzle, nuzzle Max. Uh, <laughs> um, and then George. And then finally, Nathaniel. I'm your mm. first lover. <laughs> it's all started, baby. Yep. Bang. I guess uh, Franny uh, actually worked with the shotgun for three days to get that whole cocking it on her leg, you know, one-handed <laughs> thing going. <laughs> so It did not look very realistic to me. <laughs> Giving her the kind that uh, Schwarzenegger had in Terminator 2. Yes. You mean Sarah yeah. Connor had? No, the one you can... No, oh! I know. Flipping it over? That was the coolest yeah. ever. Yes. I agree. <laughs> that was awesome. I need to watch some What's TV off? tonight. Drive your motorcycle, shoot a shotgun, and just re-flip it around. And it's, well, it's shooting yeah. gets loaded again. That is pretty, it was pretty darn cool. That, that's badass right there. <laughs> that part about that scene was Edward Furlong. <laughs> <laughs> I like him in that one. <laughs> so, um, you guys think... Uh, Ruth is growing, progressing, moving forward at all, or seems that way. Well, we'll we can we'll only see. hope. She... I, and you know what I said? I said, "Okay, she's shooting all the exes. Blah blah blah. She's done with these men. Time to go, gay Ruth." <gasps> <laughs> I doubt it. 
Bettina. Yeah, I'd totally see that. Love to see that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, so, uh, Darrell hustles Chuck in cards while Anthony sits timidly by, and Keith and David are reassuring Nate that his right side will get better, and that's when Anthony sneaks off. Can I just say something? Yes. <laughs> sure. Bring your fucking kids. Come on. I mean, this is a terrible moment. Like, really? Is this the time to have all this? Bo- I mean, I honestly, I am, I'm a father of two. I realize if the, uh, I had children that would get into trouble and not are perfect, I would probably keep them away for at least a day, a, a day or two. And maybe. Can, can I share a little story? A little story. Uh, my husband had to have a knee surgery, and uh, for a bunch of reasons, he had to be in a after post-op. He had to be in a step-down unit overnight and have his breathing monitored and stuff. And those units, it's like a little they're, they're a little intimidating. They're like mini ICUs, and there's lots of gadgets and lights and things, and you're hooked up, and it's it's a little scary for a kid. And so, um, anyway, I I asked the kids. I said, okay, I'm going to go see Daddy, and you know, do you guys want to come? And my son is pretty sensitive to that kind of stuff and he does not love hospitals and so you know he said you know i I really don't want to i i want to see him when he's home i said okay so i did not make him come my daughter did want to go and she was great and she visited with him and had a nice little visit for half an hour and the second we got out in the hallway and out of earshot she broke down crying So it's hard on little kids to see that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree I'm, with you, Robin. I think that's not – you don't force a kid to go and do that. Right. I want to say something else, though. I mean, you don't force a kid, of course. But bringing the kids to see a loved one who's in the hospital, you know, I mean, this person, especially something so major like, wow, he almost died, um, <laughs> they might want to see this loved one before, you know, if – anything else happens I've, I've brought my kids to the hospital to visit relatives before because you know they want to see the relative they want to make sure the relative's okay you know and they're generally well behaved for once so. no, I, mean, I, I get that before? but it's <laughs> did he what? what has Nate even met these boys no, before yeah see it's, it's different <laughs> in that case because they are you know they've barely been a member of the family but you know like with Maya and everything it's her dad you oh, know Maya, of course her. No, I'm, but Des, I'm not disagreeing with bringing them. I'm just saying you should make sure the child is comfortable with it. Not not all kids are, and some kids have right. really huge imaginations, and it's hard. And you know, and I just think they were a little bit insensitive to to poor little little guys. Well, needs. yeah, clearly they should have you know checked with Anthony to see if um, he wanted to you know go to the hospital or whatever. But he might not have been the kind of child to say, "I don't want to go." He might have been too, you know, timid to say that, so. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So, all right. So, Claire is really impressed on how good Ted was the previous night. He was the Brenda. Aww. Yeah. yeah good job. Remember in the first mm-hmm. episode where, you know, he had just met Brenda and had Student sex in the airport? the closet and so she came to the hospital and stayed all night with him that was totally what I was thinking about Ted I was like wow he's totally the Brenda of this episode nice callback mm-hmm. they're gonna they might be together a while because mm-hmm. of that <laughs> he won brownie points um Moira Illyria, what do you think about Ted at this point 
I think it was pretty decent of him. <sighs> I think he's ingratiating he... himself. No, I don't. Okay. He, he seems like a real you know, jerk with the Kristen situation, the Kristen Wig situation. But you know what? I think Kristen Wig might just be a little cray cray. Yeah. You know what I mean? She thinks there's something there when it was clearly just a fling. So I don't know. I think he's, I kind of like him. I think he's kind of fun. I, I don't think that he was just doing this to get brownie points. I mm-hmm. think no. he actually thought, wow, this is really hard for you, and I will I will stick with you for tonight. I was, I, I thought it was sincere. I agree, although I think there was a little bit of, this is fun drama, too, with the whole Maggie and um, <laughs> thing. Because it's like, well, it well, is. I gotta watch this. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit like performance art. (laughs) Yeah, because she was like, you don't have to stay. And he smiled and he's like, I know. (laughs) I wouldn't miss this. (laughs) What do you guys think of Claire saying basically after tonight she'd actually do this for him? Not (laughs) before. Like I said, he won brownie points for doing that. Yeah, but it was like, you do the the same thing for me. And she was just like, after tonight I would. I'm like, what? (laughs) You wouldn't do this for me before? I don't know. Um, maybe she's still holding a grudge because the whole elephant in the room, quote unquote. I think, yeah, I, I think she thought kind of he was kind of a bit of a player, but now not so much, maybe. So uh, Maggie shows up and takes Nate's hand and makes Go Nate away. swear he's all right. Go Nate away. says he's not sorry about what happened. Ugh. And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, then Rico shows up. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. The way Nate and Maggie are making puppy dog eyes at each other is just... So gross. Uh, it, it, I rolled my eyes so hard, and ugh, it was ridiculous. Um... So they say they'll be in touch. And uh, Rico tells Nate about the cougar attack. And Nate starts talking about the ecotone. An area where two ecological worlds overlap. And I looked it up to make sure he was right. (laughs) (laughs) He was. (laughs) You were totally research girl for this episode. I totally was. Because you know what? I hate getting on here and like saying something totally ignorant. So I wanted Oh, you're tired of that now? Okay. Never (laughs) Look, okay, an opinion is one thing. I can have an ignorant opinion, that's fine. But like something fact based, I would want to make sure it's right. (laughs) Um Ruth uh, happens upon a group of people doing Tai Chi. And that's where Oh Steph must have loved this part. They did. They didn't take their shirts off, though. Oh, never mind. <laughs> she meets Lynn, who can't speak a word of English, and Courtney, who is translating for her, and says, "I want to say Courtney, Courtney." It's very cute. It reminds me of all my uh, Chinese friends' parents, and, <laughs> and how they would call out English names. It's awesome. <laughs> Ruth announces to the entire group that she just wants to go home. And uh, so uh, Keith, David, Darrell, and Anthony are eating together in the cafeteria of the hospital. Anthony flips out and knocks out a bunch of stuff over and runs off. And Keith runs after him. And 
David wonders what's going on, and Darrell says that they always had to come to the hospital because that's where Mama overdosed. You know, whenever their Mama overdosed, they'd have to come to the hospital. Who didn't see that coming? Mm. Come on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, proud David is realizing he doesn't really know his family that well yet. He doesn't have it all together like he's putting on, I think. But they can at least watch Project Run- Runway together, so... We all find our common That's ground. Um, so as I've never watched that show because I'm not gay. I watched it, and I'm not really gay. But I, I don't watch that show because I don't know where to find it. <laughs> it's no Canada's worst handyman. Which, by the way, hasn't been on in almost two years. I'm afraid. <gasps> I'm afraid that they're not making it anymore. Best show ever. Worst <laughs> I still news haven't ever. watched any of it. <laughs> and in the next scene, guess who's here? Daddy! Alright. My children would come and hug me right away. They wouldn't lumber up and climb onto the foot of my bed. Oh. And and only come and give me a hug if I if I instructed them to. What a horrible child. <laughs> It's got to be kind of scary to see your dad all bandaged up and in a hospital bed. Dad, what's with the do-rag? Yeah, the, <laughs> the D-E-W rag. D-E-W rag. <laughs> Redemption cast. Uh, so him and Brenda get to talk. Uh, and Brenda says, I told you to go do what you want. I guess, guess she did. And don't worry, you're alive. We can get through this together. And Dane says, I don't think so. Not together. Wow. And I felt sorry for Brenda. Mm. So did I, because there's nothing worse than being left alone and pregnant. Mm. Me too. There's one thing worse. Being a complete and utter dick. (laughs) You know, I thought he reclaimed maybe like a little bit of zen. I was Kind of, you know how he was in season one, mm-hmm. where he was very easygoing and things didn't really bother him that much. You know what I mean? Before he became total asshole Nate, I thought we were going to get that Nate back for a little few episodes at least. Yeah, and you know what? I, I don't know. There's been a bit of feedback, and I'm sure we'll get into it at the feedback section. But um, I, I'm really not understanding the Brenda hate. <laughs> <laughs> I am not either. I mean, I understand. Oh, is Brenda hate? I did not yeah, notice. I understand oh. she's sometimes bitchy and overreacts sometimes, but I mean, compared to compared Nate, she's a to saint Nate, to me. I don't know. Yeah, I agree completely. Because, you know, she's in the position where she knows he's he has screwed around on her and she's willing to, in the face of having almost lost him, she's willing to put that aside yeah. and say, hey, we can do this. Hello. Well, Hello. she did it to him, so you know what I mean. It's like it's no, it's but not what I person. no, no. But what what I meant was in the context of um, she's she is there for him. She's trying to be a partner at this point, mm-hmm. and I almost think you know he could have made the choice to say it doesn't have to be a constant battle. She's not battling me right now, right? Right. But instead, he goes for what he wants to be his quick fix right as usual so i feel badly for her 
But he wasn't like he wasn't gonna argue. He wasn't gonna fight about it. He's just saying, you know, this is how it is. This is how it is. You know, which kind of made me think, well, maybe he's gonna be a little more zen again. But no, uh, I mean, I, I, he was still being kind of a jerk, but he wasn't screaming at her and, you know, the usual fighting they do. Well, he rationalizes it by what he says. He says, we've been trying from the beginning. We're not a good fit. I'm tired of fighting, so I'm done. And, I mean, I can kind of almost see that in a way, (laughs) to be fair. He has a point. I just, and maybe that is what's for the best, but I still feel badly for her, given, you know, from her point of view, what she's just gone through in the last 24 hours. Yeah, that's that's what I felt, too. I was like, well, you know, that's probably a great you know decision because they're obviously not working together. However, it's just pretty fucked up all around. It is. Uh, yeah, I, it's like, yeah, I can I can get it. But I just I just I don't know. Is it because there's pregnancy and children involved that makes it all the more worse? To, I don't maybe that's yes. That's, yes. Yeah. In my opinion, yes. Yeah. This is not. If there weren't, if there weren't any children involved, if she wasn't pregnant and didn't have, you know, they didn't have Maya, then it would be no problem at all. Right. I mean, you know, there's still their feelings for each other or whatever, and right. Uh, I don't understand Brenda hate about this specific scene. I mean, she's never been an angel, really, but I mean, this guy is so awful and putrid that. She's there trying to be, um, you know, supportive and, 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 and like even knowing that he cheated on her is about to say we could work this out, mm-hmm. and he's just like, nah, fuck off. So yeah. uh, he should die. Mm-hmm. The sooner the better. He, um, <sighs> I can't remember what I was going to say. Damn it. <laughs> well, I think you know it sucks because we we see that Brenda's reached a good point now. Like Brenda has, uh, I think evolved and that's why I guess I can't understand some of the Brenda hate. Um, because I think, yeah. you know, season one, season two, Brenda would be like, you know, fuck off and storm off or whatever. Um, never want to see him again. Wouldn't ever let anybody close to her. And it's like, she was trying. She, she got told off by Janice and she realized, okay, I've got to, I've got to change what I'm doing or, you know, he's going to get away or whatever. And of course it didn't, didn't work, but still she, I think she was doing the right thing. She went to the Quaker church and waited for him when she found out that he was cheating. He st- she still was like, all right, we're, we're going to keep this together. You know, uh, you know, we'll work it out. She's trying to meet him halfway, but he's not trying to meet her halfway. He's still running. He's still running, yeah, yeah. and uh, not for long. <laughs> but mm-hmm. one could say he's not. He's running. He's he's in bed, so he's not running physically. <laughs> that was dumb. Okay, so um, <laughs> on the bus, uh, Courtney and Lynn talk to Ruth about man troubles. <laughs> Men are all crazy. Stick with the devil, you know. Great line. <laughs> that's why I try to know as many women as possible. That's that's when I knew she wasn't going gay. Whatever that means. Yeah. So, oh, because she said stick with the man, you know? <laughs> yeah. Stick with the devil, you know? So, don't try women, is what she was telling her. 
Meanwhile, David's wondering, where the fuck is mom? <laughs> and Chuck is, uh, uh, wonders if he's offended Chuck, but Chuck's okay because he's Buddhist. And so Claire is exhausted, so, and she thinks she stinks. So, <laughs> do you guys see her smell her armpit? No. Pretty funny. Uh, she put that in there, uh, Lauren Ambrose said. Um, Anyway, uh, so David insists on staying. So yeah, Claire has her last little moment with uh, Nate and then leaves. And yeah, before this scene, uh, Lauren Ambrose was actually kind of a little upset because it's just like, this is the last scene I get to have with my brothers, you know, or whatever, you know. So so they're not going to be in the next couple episodes or she's not or... Uh, yeah, Lauren's... You know, Lauren, Lauren, I mean, we can always... Lauren, this is when Lauren leaves the show and goes to her spinoff. Uh, coma. <laughs> yes. She has to travel to the future and be in that awful Torchwood Miracle Day. Oh, God. And which had uh, one out of ten episodes was awesome. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was the one with all the naked gay sex. I'll admit. <laughs> yes. yes. It had anything to do with it at all. It was the writing. Really, I swear. There was some good stuff in the beginning, but it went downhill quickly. Downhill quickly. And, uh, and now she's in this new thing. I haven't seen it yet. Does she look uh, a little more six feet under me? Or a... She looks six feet under me, not torchwood Awesome. Yeah. Less lipstick? Yeah. She, yeah. I thought she looked awesome in torchwood. She looked, you know, adorable yeah. with her little outfits and everything. But um, she looks more natural in coma, yeah. like like. Just Claire. in case anybody listening misinterpreted me, um, Lauren Ambrose isn't actually leaving the show. I was implying because Nate <laughs> is actually going to be dead at the end of this episode, <laughs> and I thought that yes. was kind of obvious. But what he could always come in like a, what's it called? A, um, um, you know, they always see um, Nate Senior and stuff like that. They could see him. Oh, we'll see. Oh, the, uh, I guess no, they don't. Ghost on the show. What? <laughs> I what? don't want Nate to be a ghost on the show. <laughs> well, he's not an actual ghost. I think we established that they're not ghosts. They're just pieces what? of people's subconscious. What I mean, a pseudo ghost. Whatevs. <laughs> Gone. Gone. Just uh, you know, it, some. Uh, We'll get to it. I don't really say I don't want to argue about it now, but anyway, let's let's move on because Nate's dying, everybody. Um, so, which comes to my realization I've just had. What he is officially an orphan. Maya. Uh, yeah. Well. Oh, Maya. Okay. She's got Brenda. She's got Brenda. I wonder if I don't know. Did Brenda ever adopt her, or because there's got to be not, some sort of laws around. You know, being married to somebody who has a child, and how? Well, I, I think mean, if she didn't legally adopt her. I don't think she has the right. I never mentioned it, at least. Yeah, I'm not sure, but Ooh. if not, she'll go to um, probably like Ruth or David or somebody. But you know, I mean, Brenda can adopt her, or maybe Lisa's sister will come back. Oh uh, yeah. Or I don't are you there, Moira? Her. Have you left? I'm here. I'm just listening. <laughs> so uh, Chuck turns the TV on, 
And David and Nate watched the birds on the TV. Aww. And I immediately got the heebie-jeebies when he turned his chair away from Nate that something bad was about to happen. I did and not. <laughs> I, I did. I really, really did. I thought, oh, don't turn away, David. Here we go with the birds. Okay. This, this part kind of confused me a little. Um, Sorry? This, this part confused me a bit. The dream? Was, whose dream was it was it Nate's or David's? Because at the beginning, like it zoomed in on Nate's face, so it looked like it was it was his dream. But when we come out of the dream, we come out on David's face, so it looked like his dream. Were they sharing a dream? I don't. Whose dream was? I guess it? it's uh, I guess it's however you interpret it. I suppose. Well, that's bullshit. I don't have an answer for you. It doesn't say. God damn it, Robin! He does, he, You're not Nate doing didn't go. Job. I'm going to have a dream now, and then David didn't go. <laughs> I just had a dream. That's uh, what maybe, it was saying. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the camera does imply that maybe the, perhaps there was some sort of uh, shared dream. And let's talk about the dream. Um, Nate wakes up in his old room and goes out and sees Shaggy Dave. Shaggy. <laughs> you know, I am so dense sometimes. I honest to crap didn't realize that was David. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. Until he called him David. Even That's then, a, the, even then, I had to go... David, like, is this some other friend? I, honest to crap, it took me a minute to realize, oh, <laughs> that the David. The director actually talked about how they were worried that people wouldn't recognize David because Michael C. Hall was so good at playing the stoner guy. Yeah. He that was actually it was David. not a good look for him. <laughs> that, that beard or that overgrown soul patch was awful. Yes. <laughs> he looked all uh, monochromatic, too. Like he, he looked like he had a bit of a tan, but his hair was like a blondish shade that matched his skin almost. It was not attractive. And the van that is usually meant to carry corpses around is now decked out as a nice, comfy place to get high. <laughs> um, and Dave says, we've been waiting for this their whole lives. And Nate's tripping out because he thought Dave was this whole other person. Um, Nathaniel pulls the van over and says they're lost. And bursts out laughing. Um, They look out the front window and they see birds flying over the waves. And when they step out, David looks worried. But Nate pulls his shirt off and runs into the waves. And then all of a sudden, we see regular David in a much more darker tone to the camera lens. Um, yeah, I thought there was something wrong with my screen at first. Yeah, me too. I didn't, I didn't even notice. It looked the same to me. It was like a darker blue. Oh. Um, and Nathaniel says, why don't you join him? And David says, why don't you join him? And Nathaniel <laughs> says, want to smoke too some late. crack? Oh, yeah, you want to smoke some crack? And then I'm like, wait a second, that doesn't seem like something Nate would dream. And it's David that wakes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To the That's wonderful, wonderful sound. Where were the nurses, damn it? <laughs> They're coming. Yeah. My I wife felt... was actually screaming at the TV, why don't they perform CPR? What's going on? Yeah, I know. The nurses should have been in there by then. Because pounding on his heart isn't going to fix what's wrong with him. No. no, but they at least try usually. Sending more blood to the brain, wouldn't that be worse, Mara? Yeah, pretty much. Let's just bleed more. Ah, baby. Yeah. Uh, not even the moving the arms up and down motion would help. 
flapping his wings. So yeah, I think I think they're implying it was a shared dream, and David got to see his brother run out into the waves. You know, I don't know if they're going to make anything more of it. I'm, or if I do know, I'm not going to say anything about it. Uh, just what do you guys think? I felt really bad for Ruth because um, she didn't even get to go and see him at all the whole time. Mm-hmm. This is why you have a cell phone. <laughs> well, her and Angel have a lot in common. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has one. He just doesn't use it. Yeah. That's right. She doesn't even have one. Anyway, <laughs> sorry to bring Angel into it. But um, <laughs> that's what you do. It's fine. <laughs> um, last words for Nate uh, Des um, well you know okay I as soon as it, well that fade out was really long that fade to white was really long but then when his name came up and I knew it was definitely over I got pissed off and I screamed at the TV I'm like you fucking asshole he was supposed to wait until the series finale to die there goes my prediction you dicks so <laughs> that's how I felt about it uh, Moira I um I felt a little sad in a weird way because I was thinking, well, Nate, I guess you got your pa- your place of peace and quiet, didn't you? Mm. But look at look what you've left behind—a little girl who doesn't have a daddy now, and two unborn- little girls who don't have a dad. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah. I said two, two little girls who don't have. Well, a dad. I was about to say that, yeah, and an unborn baby girl who has never met you. And uh, so for me, as much as Nate's been a dick, and I. You know, in some ways, okay, fine, you're gone. But thinking about what's left behind made it sad. And when you mentioned yes. Ruth, um, Des, I agree. Uh-huh. Can you imagine being being the mom and you're the only person that not only didn't know he was ill, but you missed being with him when he died? Like, oh, God. Yeah, there was a whole day that you could have spent with him before he died. Yes. And missing out on that when you're, you know, and it wasn't even for a really good reason. No, it, was it really wasn't. It really wasn't. She's out it getting self-empowered. Like, yeah, it wasn't like you were trying to make it there and, you know, you just couldn't get there because the plane was late or whatever, you know. No, she just, oh, it was just, it's but, sad. But that speaks to what Robin has talked about in previous episodes, which is that the writers of this show don't do the conventional thing. They don't show Ruth desperately trying to make it to the hospital on time. They show her off, you know, chatting with Tai Chi practitioners, completely (laughs) oblivious to the death of her child. Yep. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. And really, they couldn't probably fit yet another character in that those hospital scenes, trying to get, like, coverage and make sure everybody's actually acting, reacting the way they would, you know. And then Ruth in the middle of it all. Anyway, I'm sure Ruth will find out next week, right? Oh, if she makes man. it home. <laughs> I think the Chinese figure. are going to harvest her organs. There, I said it. <laughs> we were all thinking it. <laughs> it didn't even cross my mind, you crazy man. <laughs> uh, so, well, at least I will say rest in peace, Nathaniel Samuel Fisher Jr., 1965 to 2005. I think I'm going to say go to hell, Nate. Go to <laughs> pour out a little bit of a uh, little bit. Hey, and you know, honestly, I mean, Moira, you're, you were saying how it's sad that, you know, he left his children behind or whatever. And, you know, and it's sad because of, you know, 
one of his children is not even going to know him. Uh, it's almost like, it's like I'm sad Nate died, but I'm also like happy that he didn't get a chance to cause any more trouble. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. You have a very good point there. So, you know, it's, and again, it's the whole non-traditional uh, trying to write a show where they take the lead character and make him somebody you really believe in, you hope for, and, and then all of a sudden it's just kind of like he's still following the same circles even And, and you grade. know what he did do now that you say that? Okay, so Maggie, from her point of view, Maggie leaves after the puppy dog eyes scene thinking, yeah. oh, I might have a future with this man. Yeah. So he's managed to crush her too. Yeah. Good job, I Nate. I can't wait for the Brenda, Maggie, human versus ferret battle the liqueur on the coffin. I bet you Maggie's going to jump on the coffin as it's being lowered into the ground. Oh, Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. Haven't you learned the married man never leaves his wife for the mistress? Come on. I can tell you a person that's even happier that Nate died than you guys, uh, Rico. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. 50-50? 50-50 guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now he's going to have to do more work, and we know how he feels about that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Rico's going to sell his the business, and he and Vanessa and the boys are going to move away to Montana. Montana. I don't know. Die in a car crash. Be ranchers. <laughs> Anyway, we got to get this episode wrapped up, so let's just stop for now. We'll talk more later. Uh, take a break and listen to our uh, friends at CastleCast. Heidi! Heidi! Hey. John, what happened to you? You look awful. Uh, I had an accident, but I'll be okay. Listen, I... Where have you been? You're late for recording. That's what I wanted to tell you. Listen, I was hanging a clock in the bathroom, and I slipped, and I hit my head on the toilet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I, I blacked out for a bit. When I came to, I had an epiphany. You know that show on ABC, Castle? I, what? You know, Castle. It's that murder mystery show starring Nathan Fillion. Everyone loves it. Come on, keep up. I'm familiar with it, yes. Okay, well, I was thinking... You may want to sit down for this. I am sitting. Oh, well, then I'll sit. I was thinking we should do a podcast about Castle. You're kidding, right? No, I'm serious. We could do a weekly podcast wherein we talk about the latest news involving the series, its cast and crew. John. Follow that with a recap and review of the latest episode with emails, voicemails, and a Twitter poll. John. And you know what else? We can even have a music appreciation segment featuring actual score pieces from the show by its composer, Robert Duncan. Seriously, John? Then we can wrap up the show with spoilers. John. Yes? We already have a Castle podcast. Really? Yes, really. It's called CastleCast.net. Don't you remember? Ooh, good name. We should grab it before someone else does. Oh, for the love of... What? You got a better idea? Maybe you should go to the hospital. I think you might have a concussion. Don't be silly. I'm fine. What I should really do right now is go make some album art for the podcast in iTunes. Bam, said the lady. CastleCast.net the original fan podcast all about the ABC series Castle. Hey, Heidi, you'll never guess what I saw outside just now. A double rainbow! Yep, definitely a concussion.
And we're back. Wow. And... That, uh, that, that, that promo for Castlecast featured a lot less moat talk than I would have expected. <laughs> You're welcome, Brad. Moving on. Fisher of the Week. <laughs> uh, so, does anybody have Nate? Because <laughs> I'll let you go first. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no? No one? All right, Lirio, go ahead. Fisher of the Week. It's difficult for me. Brenda, and here's why, very simply. No, no, Maggie, stay. So I can feed off your guilt. <laughs> and be stronger. That was awesome. Go, Brenda. <laughs> okay, Des. Mm. <sighs> can I pick Ted? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I know. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pick um, Nate Senior. <laughs> Why? Because nobody else really did it for me this episode. Okay, Moira. I am going with David because of him. Responding to Maggie's phone call, trying to be discreet with Brenda, basically rallying the family, doing what needed to be done, being a really good little brother, being with his brother at the end. Um, all of it. David. And I completely agree. <laughs> I picked David for all the same reasons. So. Those are good reasons. I, I bring out of evil in spite. <laughs> <laughs> to pick her, but I'm still satisfied with my choice. I didn't feel oh. like picking. That's why I non-picked. Ugh, non-picked for you. Mm-hmm. The worst. You did enough work for this podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> I did a lot of research, guys. Come on. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, listener eulogies, we got some feedback this week. Um, I believe we have a voicemail. I don't know if you want to go into that first, Moira, or... Sure, I have Ooh. it ready if you want. Sure. Hi, FisherCast. Uh, this is Ina. I just watched uh, the episode Ecotone. So here's some thoughts. Um, Hi, Ina. Rest in peace, Nate Fisher. Uh, this was a really good episode, I think. It made me feel so... So many things. Um, I felt so bad for the people around Nate. I, I thought he was still a little bit of a douchebag. He <laughs> broke up with Brenda. And uh, I felt really bad for her um, and uh, felt the pain of uh, everyone sitting around waiting for him to get out of surgery. Claire breaking down and that boyfriend of hers or her date for the evening he was it was really cool to uh, to um, uh, come with her to the hospital and staying with her waiting all night I didn't like him at first but now I kind of like him high five and uh, poor Ruth she doesn't know anything uh, it was kind of fun um Seeing her walking away from Hiram and uh, on the on her way uh, 
picking up a gun and shooting all of our past <laughs> lovers. <laughs> I like that. Ruth can be really fun when she wants to, when she lets loose a bit. I uh, I felt also bad for the the kids, Keith and David's uh, kids. Um, little Anthony, I thought it was really obvious uh, that he didn't, didn't like hospitals and why he wouldn't like hospitals. But I guess uh, they were also wrapped up in what was going on with Nate, so they didn't think about that. About that. And uh, the final uh, dream that Nate had, well, uh, I can't remember if we've seen David as a surfer dude before, but I don't think so. He looked really weird, he looked <laughs> like a caveman. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but at the end when the, the light sort of dimmed and uh, David was back in his suit and his regular look, we kind of understood what was happening. And um, Nate is gone. Uh, okay, I cried a little. Aww. Yeah, it's been a few years since I saw this uh, whole show, so I can't remember everything, but I remember liking him quite a bit, and uh, even though he treated Brenda so badly these last episodes, I feel sad that he's gone. I feel very sad for his family. And uh, Ruth, when she comes home, um, that's going to be hard. So we look forward to your thoughts on the episode. And uh, bye-bye. Bye, Ina. Bye. Oh, my God. So douchebag is so much cuter when said in a Norwegian accent. Isn't it? It's amazing. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for that. Okay, so um, our inbox has a message from Matt and a message from Brad. I thought we were going to want Tammy. Maybe it'll come in at the last minute. Or do I you have, have I have feedback from Claire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go ahead. Me, go ahead and do that. Okay. Claire says, "Poor Ruth," and I love Ted. Um, and she gives this episode eight dead Nates and adorable Ted's out of ten. <laughs> okay, from Brad Couples, Ecotone, a title as lame as the clunky metaphor it weekly tries to convey. <laughs> Nature fact. There's at least a 63% chance that the cougar was, in fact, a group of copperheads in a cunning disguise. <laughs> 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 Mm. Best wow. rapping gag ever. <laughs> <laughs> wow, clumsy Hans McLawyer is super into illegal wars and arbitrary political assassination. Clara knows how to pick all the winners. Mm-hmm. Why does everybody keep saying they, quote, need to see him, unquote? Does he have a secret treasure map tattoo that they have to protect? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just what you do in the hospital. <laughs> Hey, your loved one is in grave danger. You need to see them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maggie, Nate, and Rico in one scene, I would love to throw a cougar into that room. <laughs> <laughs> that 
would be the best. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> is here? Is now, this would be my new favorite show if that happened. Oh my god. <laughs> Come to ABC. Throw a cougar in the room. <laughs> you and I both know that would be a CBS show. Oh, <laughs> Ruth is winning this episode, especially since I have permanently moved Brenda, Nate, and Claire to the Rico list. Ooh. Wow. So, I guess Nate's dead. Cool, I guess. Am I supposed to care either way? <laughs> did did Chuck slice off the tattoo treasure map? Is Chuck really Billy in disguise? It all makes sense now. <laughs> On the plus side, no one will ever love Maggie again. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Uh... Matt Trice writes in, Hey, Demoral Bin. Demoral Bin. <laughs> Why is yours the end of your name and everybody else's the beginning? Demoral Row doesn't sound as good. Demoral Rob. <laughs> Final four time, and certainly the end of the last episode was going to play a huge part in the way the series ends. Well, now we have most of the central cast together in Nate's Hour of Need, and I think that focus helps the episode tremendously. Straight yes. thoughts. And that is why you don't exercise. Risk I have getting mauled by cougars watching TV? Zero percent. <laughs> I had a friend in college who was so constantly ready to argue about his point of view that he once picked a fight with one of those the end is near people. Claire is acting like that person during the dinner scene. Wait, a white lawyer's a Republican? Cue dramatic music. <laughs> da, da, da. That means no Hiram. <laughs> Ruth's acting a little bit like a child, which is appropriate for her fantasy of shooting down past lovers like an old-timey carnival game. A little role reversal with Anthony and Darrell, although Anthony's acting out is more from a sad place than from Darrell's anger. Paging Dr. DeHoffrin, when not playing demons, Andy Umberger sure plays a lot of doctors. Oh, I didn't catch that, that, that one. That was DeHoffrin? That is awesome. Most awkward reveal of an affair ever. Basically, anything involving Maggie in this was horribly awkward. <laughs> well, at least she's still alive, I guess, right? No. <laughs> For a guy who, political point of view redacted, Ted's a really nice guy. David kind of looks like a caveman in his hippie getup. It wasn't <laughs> hippie getup, it was, it was a surfer, right? He was like a surfer, stoner hippie. Yeah. And David Fisher's, and David Fisher's wild ride rears its ugly head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a result of a, limited, of, of a limited space, but they sure use that slow pan shot of the people in the waiting room a lot. <laughs> Will that I, and it was, it was like their last, you know, the, they didn't even have that hospital yeah. <laughs> until the last minute. So. Yeah. Willa, seriously, that's half a name. Narm's better. Narm. 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 And oh yeah, Nate's dead. Seemed like the obvious choice considering the connections he's had with some of the bodies of the week this season and he finally has some clarity about his life. Realizing that he and Brenda were always a bad match and they'd always be a bad match. Although, who knows how long he would have stayed with the Quakers. (laughs) Fisher of the week, it's tough since most of the characters are on pretty even ground. But hey, Nate Sr. shows up, so Nate Sr. it is! (laughs) Hey, Matt did a non-pick too, Des. 
All right, good I'm job. I'm giving this one 9 out of 10 Buddhist roommates. <laughs> nice. When do we get to rate the episode? Um, I'd say right now. Awesome. Last rights, everyone? Darn right. Uh, who went last time? Last, last time. Moira. Okie dokie. I really like this episode. We got to see Nate die. We've been waiting for Nate to die. So, hey, we got our wish. Wish fulfillment. Um, oh, I won't belabor it. I just, I really liked it. I'm going to give it nine, or I mean, ten. Ten out of ten. Um, now I'm trying to read my rating system here. I'm sorry. Oh, dear. Oh, yes. Ten out of ten hippie-like little brothers. Okay, Des. Okay. Um, I'm going to be honest. I felt a little sad when Nate um, died. Not because I care about his stupid bastard children or um, his, <laughs> or him that much, but he's been a character on this show from the very beginning, and I have a hard time with the changing of, you know, pulling off characters and stuff. So, yeah. Um the uh I like the episode. Um I felt really bad for Ruth. Um I uh oh god I can't stand Maggie, but um I liked it overall. I'm I'm just gonna give it um I'm going to give it fuck, I just lost my oh <laughs> I'm gonna give it eight out of ten premature death for ruining my uh end of the series prediction. Okay. Uh, Alirio. I'm going to give this episode 10 out of 10. Whoa. He's dead. He's done. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Ever happy. Bye bye. See you later. Don't let the door hit you on the ass off the way out, especially since you're wearing that gown, which doesn't close properly back there. <laughs> is, that, is that your entire rating system right there? Is it that? <laughs> Why do you interrupt your rating system? <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, yes, uh, definitely love, love, love uh, this episode. I'm so glad when everybody on the show interacts. It's, it's like a True Blood season finale. Um, <laughs> shakes fist at Ellen Ball. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I would say it's not perfect. You know, I, I even as a uh, super fan of the show, I'm kind of left a little uh, upset at like this is Nate's death, and you know, I, I like that. Even even though I'm very happy at, about how the writers are doing something that's, you know, different, I still kind of want some of those old TV trips like, oh, but he learned his lesson. You know, <laughs> some sort of something. Um, but so I'm giving it a 9 out of 10 Nikolai cameos. <laughs> so uh, so let's bury this brother Uh on the iTunes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too, can, soon, uh, too soon, too <laughs> soon. <laughs> you can give us a star rating to help raise awareness for FisherCast, even after we're long gone. Um, and you can find us on Downcast, which is an awesome app. 
And if you're on Downcast and you're listening to our episode, please tweet and Facebook your link out and just let it, let everybody know you're listening to FisherCast. Oh, I got us a new uh, listener today. Oh, yeah? One of my followers, I noticed he was watching the second episode. And so I uh, said, hey, are you listening to FisherCast? So I told him about it. Did you tell them where they could find where you could find all the old episodes? I did. I said fishercast.blogspot.com. What? Yeah. That's <laughs> where so you can find all our old episodes. That was my plug right there. There you go. Next. <laughs> and we have three, count them, three episodes left. So three more chances for you to send your feedback to fishercast1 at gmail.com. Send it in. It's almost over. Just don't spoil them. Facebook is an amazing place where you can talk with friends and join groups and, you know, just cast criticisms on everybody, post your political viewpoints all over the place. And <laughs> there was some good discussion com- this week, actually. It was cute. Exactly. Fun. But I was going to say, however, in the Fisher cast group, it's all hugs and kisses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really, really mm-hmm. love uh, actually good. people actually talking about the episodes. It makes me want to just do it all over again. Guys, what do you say? Let's start off. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some new newbies and then we'll all be like, no. Um, so, yeah, Facebook.com slash groups slash FisherCast. It's a fun place. You can even yeah. see pictures of pie. Be careful um, spoilers on there, too, because you know what? I have three episodes left. I haven't been spoiled yet. If I get spoiled with... In the last three episodes of the friggin' show, after all this time, I'm going to fucking kill a bitch, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be careful. You don't want to be the bitch that does kills. <laughs> no, you, you don't. don't. It will Claire hurt. actually told me tonight that she's scared of you, Does Maybe you guys should who, talk about wait, that. Who said that? Claire. Claire? Yeah, she's actually <laughs> scared of you. Claire is not scared of me. Mm. <laughs> Damn anyway, it, Claire. Does- but where can we find you on the web? You can find me at sexycanadianendies.com. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you guys thought that was gone for good, huh? Nope. Oh, darn. Uh, Soon enough, she's going to start saying moo again. Yay. I was totally going to do that this episode, I forgot. <laughs> moo. Um, okay, so you can find me on uh, um, What's On With Steph and Des. Uh, where Steph and I talk TV every week or two, and that's what's on um, with Steph and Des dot blogspot dot com. Lirio, where can we find you? You can find me on Potential Cast, Redemption Cast, Yip Yip, the Last Airbender Podcast, and of course Podcast. And on the Twitter machine, I am known as Lirio. That last machine. part was Lirio with an A. <laughs> you can find Moira being an awesome doctor and bringing Nate back to life and uh, as well as being on Twitter sometimes I make them up as I go along uh, <laughs> on Twitter at Moira Brown with an E at the end but don't tweet her later she'll be busy <laughs> you can find me happy anniversary Moira happy Thank anniversary you guys <laughs> Um, and you can find me on Redemption Cast uh, talking about Angel and soon on I, Intro to X. And I don't uh, think we asked, Robin. Hmm? 
I don't think we asked you where we can find you. <laughs> oh, Jazz. <laughs> Just kidding, Robin. You know I love you. <laughs> well, that's it for me this week. Uh, Fisher Cast will now be in the hands of Desiree. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare for some shitty quality, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and half-assedness. Three episodes left. We're going off the nails. And I'm personally very happy because next week is an episode that doesn't have a commentary. So I only have to watch it twice. Yay. It's a good one. Our homework for next week is season five, episode 10, All Alone. I hope we're not going to dwell on this Nate death. You're right. You're right, Des. Maybe you shouldn't show up next week. (laughs) I think there's going to be some dwelling. Like Lisa all over again. Yeah, because oh, you're going to gloss over Ruth missing it. Um, not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, ho hum. Let's see. Let's have some, uh, you know, David sleeps with another guy. And, you know, <laughs> Brenda's uh, met some quirky guy at a bookstore. You know, let's just keep the fun times going, right? All alone. We need next more week. paintball. That's what we <laughs> need. Paintball. <laughs> As for Ecotone, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Dust to dust. Bye, Nate. Bye, Nate. (laughs) Bye, Nate.
Get your hand on 